Hello, this is Dr. Terry, and this is episode 11 of Chat with Dr. Terry, the podcast. Um, I've entitled this episode, Consistency and the Art of Ridding Yourself of Excuses. So it has now been a little over a month and a half since I recorded the last episode, and I feel like it's fitting to kind of be transparent about that as I thought about um, the topic for this week. You know, I remember when the idea for Chat with Dr. Terry was birthed, and I was so eager and so excited to create an environment where I could have tough discussions um, and not just have it be a place to vent or literally chat, but a space to, you know, lift up the rug and pull out the things that have been swept under it for so long. You know, I wanted the topics and dialogues presented on this podcast to be really authentic and real and most importantly, thought-provoking. And, you know, as I gained momentum, it was so important that I remain consistent and, of course, genuine to who I am and really authentic with the topics and content I wanted to present. And all that I just described happened for 10 straight episodes, and then I hit a plateau. You know, I guess I felt less inspired, um, and then I started to question my motives and desires and started having some doubts about where the trajectory of the podcast was going You know, I really had to sit and think about what my original why was, you know, and be sure that I was doing what was aligned with that why and really consider if anything was getting in the way of that. You know, one thing I've realized is that excuses sound really good and they sound best to the people who make them. And by that, I mean, you know, it's easy to talk yourself out of something that makes that takes work in time, in your ability to be vulnerable. And it was honestly easier to say to myself, you know, I'm not feeling as inspired with the podcast or, you know, I don't want to just be doing episodes just because I said I would record them every single week or whatever other excuse I convinced myself of. Those pills and those excuses were easier for me to swallow than just admitting to myself that I honestly struggled with consistency. And though recording 10 episodes was great, I was barely scratching the surface of the work required of me to fulfill my original why for this, for this podcast. So hence the title, Consistency and the Art of Ridding Yourself of Excuses, the very thing that I've been learning to do. So the reality is being consistent is hard. Not even somewhat hard, but in my opinion, it's very hard. Consistency takes discipline and sacrificing old habits that no longer serve you. And being consistent takes a daily, weekly, monthly, or whatever effort of doing small things that help you work towards the bigger things, that help you achieve whatever it is that you want. So consistency requires you to have really a marathon mindset, not a sprint mindset, because you're preparing for something more longer term. And so really, why is being consistent not such an easy thing, you know, Because in order to be consistent, you have to have developed a habit. And people think it usually takes, you know, 21 days to develop a habit. But research actually shows that it's triple that. And it's about 66 days. So that within itself gives some insight into why it's easy to become, um, why it isn't easy, you know, to be consistent at something. Another part of this is that it feels good to buy into excuses that we tell ourselves. Oftentimes, the ego convinces us that the reality is way too threatening and that we can only handle the pacifier that's called an excuse. 
But really, all that does is delay accomplishing the things we're trying to do or accomplish. So for me, even being a clinician and knowing all of this, I had to realize that my avoidance of doing something such as a podcast episode really just appeased me and made me feel okay in the moment. But it only added to distress. And for me, distress looks like the overthinking, the self-doubt, and the anxiety that I experience, and that happening more long-term. Because you have to remember, once a habit is formed, it becomes second nature. You know, something that's somewhat automatic, something your body is subconsciously, subconsciously triggered to do. You know, a habit takes little effort because it's built off of that momentum of the daily, weekly, monthly activities. So avoidance of the thing that you originally wanted to consistently do only slows down that momentum. And in most, if not all cases, you can't necessarily pick up the momentum where you left off. Um, But you have to start over from the beginning and progressively increase the momentum again and do it again every time you stop. So I had to be honest with myself, and I really do wish this for the people listening, and I had to acknowledge that anything I had not yet accomplished, anything that I had not yet started or finished was due to my lack of consistent effort toward building that thing. You know, yes, of course, some people are incredibly persistent, and that's amazing. They're very motivated, they don't give up, but they do so inconsistently. So without the consistent effort, all that huffing and puffing is really in vain. For me, the areas of my life where I was able to be consistent took discipline. That was doing things when I didn't feel like doing them and eliminating the distractions that got in the way of that thing that I needed to do or accomplish. You know, it was really interesting to see a lot of people doing a lot of different things, but almost doing so aimlessly without a defined purpose or direction. For me, having a clear why helps make sure that whatever I do is aligned, aligned with my values, my desires, my goals, everything. Without knowing what that is, it's bound to be difficult to remain consistent. So now we are officially at the halfway mark, July of 2019, which is crazy. And for me, this topic of consistency made sense because I'm sure many of you can relate to maybe losing focus of your goals and your desires that you articulated at the beginning of the year. Especially with it being summertime, it's very easy to be swayed by distractions. So discipline doesn't have to be compromised because the weather is better, because it's 90 degrees outside. You know, to me, this halfway mark could be somewhat of a reassessment of your wants, your desires and needs in general, or specifically for the remainder of this year. And one thing I truly believe and love about life is that you can always, always change, whether that's your mind, your habits, the way that you think about things, your desires. There are very few things that are too late for change. So part of ridding yourself of excuses might be the excuse that it's too late to get back to your goals or that the year is halfway finished so things should be put off until the next year. Again, excuses are appeasing in the moment but can be much more detrimental long term. So we want to get rid of the excuses. You know, so there's tons and tons of literature, different podcasts, talks, articles on creating good habits. But for me, it was much more important that I learned to become more disciplined and figure out how to be more consistent. What was helpful for me in clarifying my why, um, and maybe this halfway mark in 2019 can be used for you to do the same and begin making the decision to do things differently once that why is clarified. 
So I've kind of put together some mid-year self-reflection questions that people can consider um, and maybe kind of think about, assess, and apply it to yourselves. So the first is a two-part question. First, am I content with what and how I'm doing things now? Whatever that means for you. And secondly, if I continue doing things the way that I'm doing them, will my future self be happy with me or be disappointed with me at the close of 2019? I really like kind of thinking about what my future self might say or think because that can give me some sense of direction. And so that's something that you guys can think about. Number two, I really believe there's always room for growth and or improvement. So what's one thing you can improve on? Is it as simple as listening more and talking less? Could it be learning to ask for help so that you'll be less burnt out? Isn't drinking more water, praying or meditating more in place of calling your friends with all of your problems? Is it smiling more and increasing your gratitude instead of complaining? Is it exfoliating your skin? Is it cursing less? Whatever it is. I don't want this one to be cliche like, oh, I need to exercise more and that's okay, but I'd much rather people think of something that is less literal. I don't know, whatever that is for you, you figure it out and make it personal to you. Number three. This next one is a question I saw in an article, and it's within the realm of your mindset, thought process, and emotions, and takes being introspective. And the question is, what emotions do you struggle with? Is it anxiety, anger, a deep sense of sadness? Is it regret or shame? And what thought patterns no longer serve you? It could be anything from negative thinking to a true cognitive distortion that you might have. As I've referenced before, our thoughts impact our emotions and the behaviors that follow, um, which much more significantly impact us than we realize. So taking the initiative to block out or change those thoughts can be helpful in changing your habits. Number four, how much time in my day is being wasted and what can those things that um, I need to do to create better boundaries with be? So whether that's people, social media, overthinking, whatever's whatever's relevant to you. Time is your greatest asset, something you can never get back. So taking inventory of where it's going might make or break the next six months for you. Number seven, this is the last self-reflection question. And to me, one of the most important one, and that's what relationships do you need to foster and grow and which relationships need to end? There's a saying that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I found that with time, all of my relationships personally have fallen into different categories. I think for everyone listening, it could be very important to take note of the people you spend the most time with and assess if it's adding or taking away from your energy. Are those spaces and are there spaces and people that could grow you as a person and really what's needed for you to develop those relationships? Whether in friendships, business relationships, family, romantic, all relationships impact who you are. And that even extends to the habits that you develop. You know, so my intention for adding this self-reflection component to the episode was to present some questions that can hopefully get you thinking and potentially influence change. You know, so that ultimately ridding yourself of excuses becomes something that's feasible because if it feels too hard or too overwhelming, it's less likely it's less likely that people will try to attempt to do it. You know, so the next 6 months can either look the same, better, worse or much differently than the last 6 months. That's something that you get to choose and decide. 
So as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Looking forward to more topics. Take care.